20 years ago, I was injured on the job, which left me with a severe permanent disability. It forced me to discover my true passion and purpose. It wasn't until I started my direct sales business and later became one of the company's gratitude ambassadors that I realized I am a giver, a humanitarian, a cheerleader, and have a deep desire to inspire others. I had no idea it was possible to have a bigger impact until I launched my podcast to inspire others to live their passion, reclaim their purpose, and be open to so many possibilities. I am your host, Candace Snyder, and this is the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. But we're back for another episode of Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities. And today I'm excited to introduce you to my guest, who we actually go way back many, many decades ago, where we grew up on the, on the same street. Um, and, you know, because we went in different directions, our families moved, we didn't keep in touch, and somehow met through podcasting, which is the beauty is one of the things that's so beautiful about podcasting. So today, I would love to introduce you to my guest, Dr. Keith McNally. Dr. Keith is the host of several talk series. He hosts the Question Guy podcast, Coach's Corner, and Coach to Coach. Dr. Keith is also the author of Walking the Path, a leader's journey where he tells the story of transformation and impact. He also has an upcoming The Envisioned Speaker series, which we'll learn about a little bit more later. But I want to welcome you, Keith. Welcome to the podcast. Candace, I can't believe you brought up 40 years of history. I know, isn't that crazy? At the start of the conversation. I know, but like who would have thought like we would have met on a pod power hour and I was like, how many Keith McNally's could there be? I Well, actually, there's a lot. That's why I have to put the <laughs> doctor in front of my name because if you Google me, um, straight up Keith McNally, you're going to get the restaurant owner up in New York. Um, but if you Google Dr. Keith McNally, you, you get me. Oh, well, I don't know. I just knew it was you. <laughs> and once I, I asked a few questions, I definitely knew it was you. But today we're going to just, I just like to, you know, sometimes people want to know, like, how did you meet somebody? Right. So that's why I brought it up. Cool. Um, but what I really would love to ask you is because you have such a, your own story, you're, you're sharing other people's stories and you're used to being on the other side of the mic, as they say, where you interview people and you have them talk about their story. So why don't you give us a little bit of background about you and how you ended up, what you're doing today? That would be a long story and I'm not even sure how to go about it. So to kind of give you the clear cut version, everything really, you know, facilitates from COVID and the pandemic, you know, that was a life changing event for all of us. Um, but for me, a bit more personally, because it's one of the, that time in life where you have to go back and like everybody else reflecting on, is this what my life is? Is this what it became? And how did I get here? Those really simple questions. But because we were all in quarantine, we either chose to answer them or we really chose to ignore them and really suck it up and, you know, wait it till the chaos was over. For those of us who were really looking to make some significant changes, we started answering those questions and, you know, the answers that we were coming with weren't answers that were making us happy. So, you know, I was very much not as successful. I will say that not as successful as I would like to have been, you know, through my career, but I was finding that I just wanted to have conversations with people. And what I was finding was other people wanted to have conversations as well. And so that really started, that was the catalyst for the Question Guy podcast. So we're talking about, you know, two years ago when I started having conversations and this was just from my LinkedIn profile, you know, my LinkedIn connection list, um, not many people, but, you know, just kind of start reaching out and 
And the basic question was, would you like to have a conversation? And people were saying yes. I think um, from the situation, people wanted a way to remain connected. But the deeper part of that was people wanted to share their stories. Um, and people were going through some stuff. And I was going to cuss there, but I typically don't. People were losing loved ones, money, homes, jobs. And this was serious. I mean, this wasn't just, and it wasn't, it wasn't changing. It was, this is my life now. And so people were making intentional, purposeful changes in their life because they had to. But now they wanted to steer their life in a direction that they chose. And it was those stories that inspired me to really start, you know, my own show, my own show, my own podcast. Uh, initially, it was called Level Up um, because the idea was people were making those positive changes. But um, I spent 15 years as a college professor uh, teaching technology, IT specifically. And so the idea of the question guy, you know, was kind of innate to who I am. And so what else to call the podcast, but the question guy podcast. So I rebranded it from level up to the question guy, question guy podcast. I brand myself as the question guy. So, um, hashtag the question guy, if you were to Google that you should find me directly. Uh, so that's kind of an abbreviated story, but the power behind all that was people are still wanting to have conversations. Like a conversation I had earlier today um, was was tremendous. It, just that this gentleman out in Tennessee was really just being treated harshly by his um, people who were superior to him in, in his job. And so he left and they were even got worse. And it's like, are people still acting like children? Like that was my first question because they were like harassing him, bullying him online. And I'm thinking, are people really still doing that? And lo and behold, the answer is yes. Yeah. So sad. there was just, yeah. So, so I started other series of conversations, um, coaches corner, which is more specific to people's, you know, uh, their jobs. And those who are, you know, business owners, small business owners, coaches, consultants, not C-suite leaders. I don't want to talk with them. No, no harm there. It's just that you've got your prestige and all that. This is for people doing the grunt work, you know, really making an impact on other people's lives. And so I've started that. And then up in, uh, in Brooklyn, I do have coach to coach. And so every Tuesday afternoon, uh, Eastern time, uh, me and Laura Van LaRusso, so that's a shout out. To Laura Van LaRusso, we do coach to coach and we talk about all things associated with the coaching profession, uh, you know, establishing client relationships, accountability, and all those things. Yeah. So that's a lot. It's safe, it's safe to say that, you know, as bad as the pandemic was, there was some good that came out of the pandemic, right? People started to figuring out like there's more to just that daily nine to five, you know, just get up, go to work, come home, eat your dinner, take care of the kids, go to sleep. Right. So yeah. it gave people that time to really look within themselves to see what they really wanted out of life. And so that's why I like to never talk really about how I, you know, there is the sadness that happened, you know, people lost loved ones and all those things you mentioned, you know, people were impacted by, but there were some good that came out of it as well. And, um, and it seems like good is still kind of coming out of it because we're now, I think more, and, and I know this is one of the words of your, your, your show. I think people are, are more purposeful now with their lives than they were prior to. Um, and in good ways, meaning that uh, they want to have closer relationships with people, loved ones, family, friends. They want to spend more quality time with people, family, friends, and loved ones, and things like that. And I think which is a very different mindset than prior to. Now, of course, people are still trying to make, you know, a million dollars. I mean, I'm one of them. But they are 
more in tune with balancing their time and managing it better. And I think that that's what's been the benefit of the COVID experience is we're more in tune with each other and ourselves. Yes, that's agreed. So now I want to talk about your book because oh. is this is something that came out of the pandemic as well, right? It, it, it did. And, and are you ready for that story? Well, if you're ready to talk about that or if you have something else that you would rather share and elaborate on what we've already discussed, we could totally do that too. Well, I, you know, I, I have an open format here. <laughs> I, I say that because, you know, if you ever were to talk to me or go to my website or whatever, uh, everything has a story. And so that's typically what I get at when I do the Question God podcast is there's a story to every story and there's a backstory to every story. And so the story to walking the path, a leader's journey was my journey to become, you're going to, you're going to laugh at this, my journey to become a public speaker. And that journey started when I was in college many, many years ago. And so I served as a Marine uh, for some time. And when I got out, I went to college, uh, East Carolina University in North Carolina, Greenville, North Carolina. And if you knew me then, and you did, because you knew me when I was 10 and younger, um, just not overly social person, you know, just very closed, uh, you know, mom and dad, forgive me for saying it, always yelled at each other. So there was this chaos in the home. And so I kind of took all that stress and just kind of shut myself down. That followed me through my experiences, of course, through high school, through the Marine Corps, and through college. And in college, the traditional college in North Carolina requires each graduate to have a public speaking class, at least one. So with that, I pushed it off as long as I could. I think I pushed it off to like my summer or my junior year or my senior year. Either way, I decided in the in the traditional college, the semester is 16 weeks. But they offer summer classes and summer classes are six weeks. So what better way to take something that you don't want to take at all, condense it down to six weeks and get it over with, right? And so that's what I did. I condensed a 16-week semester into six weeks. And as it turned out, I took it during the summer. And so there were four, I had, to, I had to talk four times. And so I had to give on weeks three, four, five, and six, I had to give talks. Okay. When it's my, so I have to make sure I tell the story right. I'm not a public speaker at all at this time. This is college, um, just not. So I have to speak in front of strangers. And my, knee-jerk reaction to having to do that means I would sweat. And I don't mean just, oh, there's some perspiration on my forehead. I mean, I would sweat. I The story is, I, I, I tell people, I would look as if I just jumped into a swimming pool. I mean, that's how wet I would, even the tie and shoes are wet. And so you know how, you know, catastrophic this is going to look. But at the end of the six weeks, there was something about the experience as a whole, you know, it was traumatic as it was just speaking, but something transformative, something that changed me. I wanted to do more of it. Not then, of course, but after I graduated and I became a social worker, I started volunteering um, to speak on mental health issues because I wanted to practice speaking in front of others. Sounds crazy, but that's what I did. I actually engaged in practice. And then, of course, you know, I became an IT professional and that kind of went away. But then I was given an opportunity to teach at a community college. And then I went and got my doctorate. And then, of course, that forced me to be in the classroom. And so little by little, I was gaining the experience to teach. But I kind of put the whole idea of, you know, being a paid professional speaker, like on hiatus, kind of forever, because I kind of 
didn't know how to achieve it. Now, uh, I always say you could pay a speaking coach thousands of thousands of dollars. Um, it, they'll teach you how to be fluent and perfect and get on stage. And it's cost a hell of a lot of money. So I, I don't have those resources, but I told a friend of mine, said, and this is two years ago. So this is post pandemic, uh, post quarantine, at least. I, I want to do this. I want to, I want to speak on stage. And so working with him, I developed, well, he, he shared with me the four ways of going about this. So this is now, and I did have the opportunity to give this talk a couple of weeks ago up in uh, Columbia University, my first official real talk on stage. So Yay. cool. I know. It, <laughs> it was so cool. There are four phrases that I, I share with people and they're this. So yes, you can. So whatever that goal is, whatever you want to achieve, yes, you can. And I'm going to relate this, I'm going to relate this back to the book because this is all going back towards the book. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. I give permission because a lot of times we, we shut ourselves down because we don't give ourselves the opportunity, the permission, whatever that is, whatever the fear is, the negative mindset, um, cultural expectations, family, whatever it is, we don't give ourselves the okay to do something, whatever that might be. Third, because you are able. Like I said, I've already been practicing volunteering, teaching in the classroom. I've been practicing how to talk to people, strangers. I just needed to have a talk to give them. And then finally, let's find a way. And so he worked with me, my friend, my mentor, my friend, you know, now very close friend, uh, worked with me for two years, kind of developing the ideology i don't even like to use the word mindset because it's so cliche the ideology of what it means to be a speaker and to be confident uh, when you're talking to somebody um, be prepared uh, all those things that come with communicating and so from that as you know i've developed several talk series and so i've practiced communicating but i want my at that point, my, some people call it your spirit. I just call it my subconscious. I let my subconscious, you know, release and I wrote a book. And so the book is about, it's a story about a young man named John who lives in a very enclosed, enclosed space, meaning he lives in a, in a village that's a valley that's surrounded by mountains. and it's a safe place to be, but he doesn't feel like he belongs there because everybody's expected to be a couple of things. And so I don't talk about technology. It's a very, very separated place in the world. So people are craftsmen, farmers, hunters, fishermen, very basic stuff. And so things are good. Things are safe. He doesn't feel like he belongs. And I've never felt that I've ever belonged anywhere. So, like I said, this is an extension of me. And so there's five main characters. There's his mentor, there's John, and there's three of his friends, Liz, Penny, and Julie. The idea of the book is he has to develop within himself the skills, the aptitude, the confidence to lead his friends up and over the mountain to find a place where they would fit in in life and actually experience life on their terms. And so this was my expression of my own life through the book. And so with the book, the book is fable in nature. So there's a story, but it's within context. So each of the chapters talks about a different aspect of leadership. So there's the mentoring piece, there's the becoming authentic, there's becoming real with your emotions there is the idea of building a team, planning and planning your adventure, planning your, you know, your whatever that is. So all those aspects of, I, I need to call it leadership because I don't think anybody else would really appreciate it from another perspective. But I, 
I like to use the word impact. Where is your impact? And if that's in the leadership position, great. If that's just about making change in the world, great. Wherever that is, it takes transformation to make impact. And so the book is about personal transformation. So when you talk about leadership, you know, I've heard this time and again, you know, at first you're like, you're the leader of one because you need to lead yourself. So, I mean, as you know, me reading this book so far, I totally related to everything I've read so far, as far as, yes, it has to start with you first before you can lead others. You know, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes you're stepping out of your comfort zone in order to make that transformation or that transition, but it still starts with you first. And if you're not willing to take that step, then how are you going to be able to lead others and make an impact at the same time? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was for me, um, both a very challenging and difficult lesson. Um, and so that was translated into, in, into the book, into the character, John. Well, I, because, yeah, I do have a question because re, being that you were a Marine, do you feel that the experience you got in the Marines, has that transferred a lot into what you're doing? Do you find that like it's just a totally separate path that you're you're on now? Or did or was what you had learned there and the things you experienced? I mean, I know like there's there's a story because we talk about every everyone has a story. We have several stories and they do lead to different things, but in this instance. I'm asking, what was your experience in the Marines directly related to like where you are now, how you got to where you are? Candace, I want to say, yeah, and tell you a whole brand new story, but they are so separate part of my, uh, separate parts of my life. Um, I, I served in the Corps, then went to college and you know, became a social worker. And yeah, my, my time as a Marine um, is best suited. And this is, and give perspective of age and, you know, just where we were culturally in America. You know, my hero was Rambo, you know, Stallone in the Rambo series, one, two, and three. And so that was what I wanted to play. I wanted to play Rambo, um, <laughs> you know, in real life. But then, you know, there was a, there was a time for that that was appropriate for that for my younger age. Um, it, it did once I got into college, my life was very very much different. Um, in fact, it was so much different. I even got married for the first time uh, in college, and so very very different experience. And the core was important for me to mature and to from a boy to a man. And then college was the transition from that part of my life into another part of my life. And I think you're right. You know, each stage of the progression has its purpose because being a social worker, and I don't want to even upset the people that I served and they probably won't even recognize me if they, if they saw me, but I hated being a social worker because it wasn't me. But then I found, you know, technology and technology is just fun to play with. And so I became an IT and then I really found my passion and things that I did like was teaching. Um, so from the experience of, you know, volunteering and teaching people about mental health issues when I was a social worker, uh, you know, just evolved into, I liked that. I became comfortable with being able to stand in front of somebody else and share information. But the more purposeful, more powerful aspect of that was I knew that what I was doing now as an IT professor in college was helping people and get this, where I am now in Virginia, you know, uh, Eastern Virginia, which is very much a military town, Hampton Roads, Virginia, uh, Norfolk Navy base here and Army Air Force, all that Marine Corps bases. I trained 
veteran, well, people who are becoming veterans, transitioning military in IT so that they can go out and get jobs in IT and start their own life, you know, as a civilian once again. And so it seems like everywhere, I, I think this is kind of common among people in general that when they evolve and transition, then they're helping a, a former version of themselves reach that next level in, in some way or form. So for me, you know, 15 years of a college professor was helping, you know, veterans get jobs in IT. And now I want to help people in a different way. Now I want to help people find their, one, help them communicate, but really help them find their, their impact. And I, you know, when we, even before we started this conversation, I was always wondering how the word purpose was going to evolve in this conversation. And now I'm using it as the general word here, because I think, you know, when, and I had somebody on my podcast who, uh, and this is when I drove, I drove from Chesapeake all the way up to Washington, D.C., because there's a DeVry campus all up in, in Crystal City, uh, you know, outside of the Pentagon. And this was like six, seven years ago. And he was, he was wanting to learn the foundations of, uh, of IT. So I, I, ta I taught, you know, servers and uh, switching and routing the, the infrastructure components, right? And he asked, you know, he didn't get it at first. And so he asked me to kind of spend some extra time with him. And because that was what I needed to do and felt that it was, you know, he needed, he wanted to transition. He wanted to go forward. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's break this down. Let's get you so that you can master this and evolve into your next step. And right now, six, seven years, he is an engineer. He's an IT engineer. Wow. Um, he's making close, he's making some good bucks. <laughs> uh, and he's just got a, he just got a new job with a promotion. So he said he's going to be taken up, you know, hopefully really comfortable six figures pretty soon that's great see mm -hmm. and that's because you helped him with that little see? just that little bit extra that he needed and yeah. that's awesome that's awesome and i'm sure there's like lots of other people that you've you've in, you've helped impact their lives as well i hope so yes yes so in the in your book Walking the Path. So they're going to tell everybody that the book is called Walking the Path, A Leader's Journey. And I mean, I, I want people to buy the book. I this book. I want people to buy the book. Yeah. I mean, I want people to buy this book, but this book is not like you don't need to be a leader. You don't need to already be a leader to read this book. There's so much value here that even if you're just starting out, you know, very beginning, as we talked about earlier, no, you know, you got to lead yourself first. This is, this is a great book to get you going. And I tell us a little bit about how at the end of each chapter, how you have this set up. So the chapters are set up in four different sections. So I start each chapter other than the first chapter with um, contextual elements. So like I said before, but if, if the, if the story element is involved in um, how to build a team or how to mentor or how to lead or how to plan. It's going to start with that. And so there's, there may be a page or two that puts the reader in the mindset, oh, this is what I'm about to experience in this story. And then the story element begins. And so I typically say the story continues. And so the story is easily, you know, the bulk of the chapter. So six, seven, up to 10 pages in length. And then once the story component is finished for that chapter, I ask questions. And so, and I, I specifically ask three different questions and they relate back to the chapter, the chapter in which you learn about the characters, you learn about their motivations, you learn about their personalities, you learn about their fears. And I think that was valuable. Well, it is valuable because I want it the reader to really become involved in the story. I wanted them to feel as if they were part of the team in some way, it, whether they felt that they were John or one of the girls or the mentor, 
uh, they were part of the team and where would they fit in and how would this, what does this mean to them? And then I wrap all of that. And this is something that we, you didn't mention, but it's with any socially conscious leadership model. And so I build on six pillars of social consciousness and those six pillars would be intentionality or intent, uh, accountability. No, I think that's wrong. <laughs> Alignment and accomplishments, not accountability, uh, but accomplishments and then collaboration and then sustainability. And so we really take a holistic look at what it means to understand self, what you were talking about earlier, have to lead yourself, really build on your confidence. And again, this is kind of my experience based on what I've done. So when my mentor said, you've already done this, you know, you've already had the experience. You've been in the classroom, go step on the stage. It's very, it's not very different. So when John, you know, has lived his 17 years going on 18 and he knows how to hunt, you know, he knows how to fish, he knows how to, you know, his dad owns the biggest farm in, in, in the valley. So he knows, he knows about how to plant. And so he can be as self-sufficient as he needs to be. He's just now going to engage in something he's never done before. And that's walk over the mountain. It's because he's never experienced, you know, bears or fire. He's never been in a situation where his life has been in danger. And nobody else's because they, they always avoid it because there are stories about the mountains that are, you know, they tell the olders, tell the younger generation, this is not what we do. Um, because there's ghosts or monsters or whatever, the typical you know, stuff that parents will tell their children in order to not do it. So there has to be that transformation. Yeah, yeah. And so finally, the last part of each chapter is, the very last page of the chapter is called Take Note. And that's kind of the header. And it's empty because I want, now that you have questions to think about, I really want you to practice writing your thoughts. And part of the, one of the habits I talk about in the book is the habit of journaling or writing. Um, very, very important in terms of really honing in on your thinking, because once it's on paper, you could then reflect on your own thoughts because you can't hide them. <laughs> They're right there. And so whatever your feelings are, whatever the, so what, whether you engage in answering the questions or just thought about what did you think about the chapter as a whole this is giving you and i've actually had many people that i've talked to who have read the book say that's one of my favorite parts of the book is that you actually give me like it's own mini journal yes yes you have the space the space to write when you're actually thinking about it right then and there you know and i found myself you know making those little notations as i'm reading or my pink highlighter and, and highlighting different lines and words. So um, where is the best way or how's the best way to get a hold of you and the book? Um, Amazon, please. Cause I'm looking for Amazon reviews. So uh, Amazon link would be great. Uh, you can find it walking the path of leader's journey. Dr. Keith McNally is the author, actually Keith McNally. Cause I don't, even though Dr. Keith is on the book, it is. Amazon only knows me as, as Keith McNally. So it is. <laughs> so it will be on Amazon. It's, it's the only place. Well, it's published through Lulu, lulu.com. So you can buy it directly from the publisher. Um, but, you know, I would prefer if you kindly um, uh, re buy it, read it, review it, and give me an Amazon review. And, and, and your links, all the links will be in our show notes too. So for those our cool. listeners, because I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> and you, you are need to on find LinkedIn. me anywhere. If you need to find me anywhere, you find me on LinkedIn. I've got a mm -hmm. Facebook page that I don't really use. Um, my connections, my network, my my tribe, my community, including you, um, are on LinkedIn. But you could find all of my conversations on my YouTube channel. Yes, and. You have a lot of people that you talk to and article writing. There's so much, so much valuable information people can find uh, on all different topics. 
uh, relative to people's missions and making impacts and leadership, communication. I'm, you, you provide a lot of information for people, and I thank you for that. People have, it's people. It's, it's, that's really where it's at. Um, people are amazing. People are really, and maybe it's just the people that I'm talking to, uh, you know, are really wanting to see a change in our world. And given the aptitude, skills, and knowledge sets that they have, they're doing it. Uh, whether it's through a personal nature um, or whether it's through their professional, you know, job, um, they've turned their life-changing, whatever that is, into, you know, they're now a coach or a consultant or whatever that would be. Um, but they are, and people are just amazing because they, going back, you know, they are now living with purpose. And so please, I would ask anybody who's listening to this conversation uh, between the two of us is to go back. If they could jump ship a little bit and listen to some of my conversations because um, that I really go for, I really go for just like you're giving me the opportunity to share my story. Uh, I think it, that's where the power is. The power is in the conversation. Uh, and that's why one of my hashtags is the conversation matters because every conversation matters. Yeah. yeah I agree. Can we do one more thing? Cause I want to, yeah, sure. I got one more series. I got, I got one more talk series. And so yeah, I, wanna, I wasn't want to talk about that. Go ahead. Tim. You want to talk about that? Share. So I'm starting what's called the Envision Speakers series. And this is a little bit different than the question guy or coach's corner. This is taking a group of a group of people, a panel discussion, and putting them together on a LinkedIn live event once per month. And I want this to be a series. So I want this to be a monthly series. And so for example, and this is how we're going to start this off. Uh, this July, July 2023, uh, the first conversation is going to be on men's mental health and suicide prevention. And I, I started this because of a conversation I had with an, another friend of mine. And, you know, we're, and, and I'll be honest, I've, I've contemplated suicide before, um, you know, 10 years ago, uh, it was a really bad time in my life. So well before, you know, well before COVID and the pandemic and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I know, I know it's real, but the statistics currently are that people 45 men and Caucasian men, white men, 45 and older, um, have a higher rate. Well, it's spiked, have a high rate of suicide, actually not only attempting it, but succeeding at the attempt, but, and that's sad in and of itself. Um, but the other, uh, side of that, of that coin is the younger kids and really i was uh, before we we jumped on this call i was watching uh, youtube and the advertisement prior to the video i was watching was talking about youth and we're talking teenagers you know 13 14 15 16 17, who are, are facing really challenging issues in life not that teenagers never uh, have always faced challenges but now they're have a very negative I guess they, they've lost hope. And so the rate of young men, white men specifically, uh, teenage and up until like 22, 23. Now, don't quote me on the statistics specifically, but there's an increase of suicide for the younger population as well. And so it's always going to be a needed conversation, but we're, I'm having it now. And I know this is, you know, what is this, May Mental Health Month. Um, so it's a little bit late in its day, but. It's never late to have this conversation. It's never late to have the conversation. And I've got specific people coming on board for the panel discussion. Because these discussions are not just about talk. These Envision Speaker Series discussions are really about what are we doing? Because my goal was to find local people in local communities making real impact that was my that's my mission now is to share their stories because those are the people 
who are not engaged on social media platforms, but are making real impact on communities. So I'm finding those people and I'm having conversations with those people. And what we want to do, what I want to do with the series is to bring serious conversation to the table and serious outcomes. What can we do today? What can this conversation do at this moment to change somebody's life? And as a result of that, I'm using my book as a sponsor. So the book, if you buy the book between now, well, specifically at the time of this recording, and the end of August, August 31st, 2023, 50% of the proceeds from the book will go to making sure that these conversations will be had. The other 50% of the book, proceeds of the book, will be going towards suicide prevention. Uh, specifically, I will donate that money to, to organizations who are really making impact in their local communities. And so that... That's why these conversations, now not every conversation will be as impactful in terms of, oh my God, we're going to talk about suicide, but I've got conversations coming up and we're going to talk about women's rights and reproductive rights. And we're going to talk about, I've got colleagues in the UK who are big on uh, teaching and school, ref, you know, school reform. So we're going to talk about teacher mental health. I've got conversations coming up on what does it really mean to be a leader in the local community? And so there's really specific conversation. So if you're listening and you want to be a part, get with Candace or connect with me on LinkedIn and you can be part of these discussions. Yeah, this is exciting. This is, this is great. And you know, mental health is a platform that I speak about often. So I love that, you know, you're sharing this because that's what we have to do. We need more people to talk about it in order to make a difference and to change things. So I love what you're doing, Keith. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So all your links, like, as I mentioned, will be in the show notes to connect with you, to purchase the book, to hear about the speakers series, when they're going to be, everything will be listed. Cool. So, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Kindness looks good on everyone, and that's why the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities podcast has partnered with The Kindness Cause, a creatively curated online shopping experience of fashion-forward gifts that donate to nonprofit organizations to help you shop with purpose and donate in style. Together, our mission is to spread kindness give back and empower individuals to pursue their dreams through our exclusive line of inspirational merchandise that not only uplifts your spirits, but also gives back to those in need. Every purchase donates to a charitable nonprofit organization. To see this exclusive line, make a purchase and support a cause, head over to the show notes for the direct link. On the podcast, you know, I ask my three questions, my three P's. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So what is something you're passionate about that people might not know about you? I don't know <laughs> because, um, well, I, what, I'm, what I'm passionate about is I exercise daily but i think people know that more people know about that because people think i'm i'm crazy because i'll get up and you know my day starts at 3 30 in the morning really specifically because my work starts at 6 30 and so i gotta get my six mile run in oh my god so i've been running well i don't run anymore i do a power walk and so i do a six mile walk every morning without fail and when the weather's great like it is now because we're in May going into June. It's warm outside. And so I'm outside. So if you don't know, well, I do that because I have asthma. And so I had a really bad asthma attack in high school. And so my, my ideology was, I don't want my disability to make me disabled. 
meaning that I have to be on medication all the time. So despite the doctors telling me that, no, you're just going to aggravate your asthma. So this is, if you, if you're on medication for anything, stay aligned with your doctors. I'm just telling you what I did. I went out and I started running and my longest run was 13 miles. That was not in the core. That was after the core, but I, I regularly exercise weights run and I do well walk and I do walk six miles a day. Yeah. But see, I didn't know that about you. If I didn't ask you the question, oh, we haven't talked since I, was I wouldn't have known. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about you. Okay. The next question is, what is your definition of purpose? I know what I want to achieve. <laughs> I want to sell a million copies of my book. Now that we're donating half the proceeds to men's mental health and suicide prevention, my definition of purpose would be to really personalize it. Um, everybody that I've had a conversation with recognizes that without purpose, without meaning, literally to do something, to make an impact, uh, they feel empty inside. Um, that something's not right. And so with those conversations, and that's why I find those conversations really important, that without purpose, life is empty. And so that's not quite the answer you may be looking for, but that's been the reality that I'm finding is that when people don't recognize a purpose for themselves, they feel empty and that doesn't feel good at all. There is no right answer or wrong okay, answer. answer. It's what it means to you. So, but I totally, it makes complete sense to me. I cool. mean, without purpose, you feel like you're something's missing. Yeah. Right. And people are, are, will literally say that, you know, I felt yeah. like something's missing. Yeah. And sometimes it might not be something, you know, grand. It could be something little. But I think a lot of people, when they think of that, they think of purpose, they think it has to be something huge, but it doesn't have to be. Not anymore. You know, yeah. like I said, not since, not since COVID, when relationships, have now have more meaning and purpose in people's lives. Uh, and they're wanting to achieve deeper levels of, uh, of relationship, whatever that means for them. So whether it's um, with their spiritual entity or with their, their family or with the friends, they want to experience life with somebody else and they want to engage in that. And that's becoming mm -hmm. very, 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 very important. Yeah. Okay. My last question is is there a possibility a dream or a vision you have that hasn't come to fruition yet that has not well, i haven't sold all my books yet <laughs> that's one of them um and that's a serious one too because I, I think the more people see read and understand what's in the book and i say that to say this it's a four-part series <laughs> mm -hmm. and this is only the first part and so I've already written part number two and three and four are in my head. Um, and I say that to say this because, Candace, when you get to the last chapter, it doesn't end. <laughs> okay. The story doesn't end. So there's two possible ends to the story. The reader has to come to some conclusion on their own. Or I need to, you know, I need to publish the next book because the next book continues the impact story, the story of, you know, who they are, finding their new reality. And then we have to talk about people, where they are in life is the most important place for them to be. Because like we said throughout this entire conversation, is that when I was progressing and evolving from you know marine to college student to social worker unbeknownst to me i wish i did know it was preparing me for the next stage in my life you just don't know it. and i wish i had a mentor to go on and go back didn't you don't you see it yeah and that's why coaching and mentoring is so important in our lives so if you don't have a coach or a mentor go find one mm -hmm. uh, because well, it, it helps you align the pieces. They help yeah. you see the bigger picture. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, my head is like spinning here. Like, what's he going to put in the next book? 
because you could put in the next book. I mean, don't tell me. Don't tell us. I'm not, no, I can't. You no, want to go read bumped. the next one. But yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be. So, yeah, it's a, it's a four part series because I, I've really, well, for one, I have to complete the story. And so I need to complete the story. But what happens to the characters? We want to see them find themselves own themselves you know and find purpose in themselves and then find a place even if they've got to build it from scratch find a home a place where they feel that they belong because from the very beginning and i even said this i there was throughout most of my life i never felt like i belong i called myself a misfit you know i don't i don't necessarily belong in you know i never never the best looking or the most athletic or, you know, the most popular. So I don't fit into the cliches. And the, and so, I, and when I was in college, I never joined a fraternity. You know, I didn't feel like buying friends was my thing. And so I never did. And so I always did, you know, I was the lone wolf. I was always out there doing my own thing. And look at and you now. Now. now I'm talking to everybody in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this conversation was really fun. I'm glad that you were a guest on here and I got to I learn more about you and so did our listeners. Thank you. Yeah. So um, again, all the links will be in our show notes and I encourage you to reach out to Keith on LinkedIn. That's Dr. Keith McNally. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Candice. This was very much an honor to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please submit a rating and review and share with a friend. This helps us reach more listeners so we can make a bigger impact. From time to time, we share our reviews live on our episode. Your review could be the next one we share. Please head on over to our website, passionpurposeandpossibilities.co to receive a free gift I am waiting for you. And if you heard something today that truly inspired you, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at Candace Snyder at passion, purpose, and possibilities.co. Thank you again for listening.